Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing good. Good. You look good. Thank you. I can even say you smell good because you just got out of the shower. I sure did. Awesome. All right. I think we have a quick show today. We do. It's only drag it out a little bit. Fifteen stories. Have to talk each one to death. No, that's okay. Let's start with the Disney Parks blog. Uh, Florida revealed a design for their Disney-themed license plate. That's right. Beginning October 1st, 2021, Florida car owners can celebrate their first ever Walt Disney World specialty uh, license plate. Um, 100% of the proceeds are going to go to Make-A-Wish and Northern uh, of Central and Northern Florida. And um, it is the their iridescent 50th anniversary castle logo on a majestic royal blue background. Um, and uh, that's about it. The plate is going to be uh, $25 plus administrative fees. And you can get it through your local county tax collector's office, license plate agencies, or online through the Orange County Tax Collector's office. I wish we could get those in Connecticut. They're so pretty. I know, but we have no tie to Disney World, and the Lake Quasipog uh, <laughs> license plates are not that. Popular. No, I don't. Want, I don't want a Lake Quasipog license plate. Quasi, one hundred and seventy-five <laughs> years old. Um, celebrations have been announced at Animal Kingdom for the Earth Month. That's right. It used to be Earth Day. Now they get an entire month. Okay, what month is Earth Month? That would be April. Usually okay. Earth Day, I believe, is April 20th, All right. which is the anniversary of Animal Kingdom. Okay. Uh, Animal Kingdom opened up in 1998, not long after our first trip there. All right. So okay. We've been together almost as a little longer than Animal Kingdom has been around. Yeah. Uh, but from the 18th through the 21st, the Animal Kingdom will host a number of unique character experiences, learning opportunities, have specialty merchandise with themed food and beverages, a new wilderness explorer activity and more. Uh, so what are we breaking down? Let's see. We have the animation experience at the conservation station. Uh, you will learn how artists bring characters to life by using animals for inspiration. Uh, you can learn how to draw uh, characters including Dumbo, Turk, Squirt, Sher Khan, Simba, and Scar. And their real-life counterparts represent amazing stories of conservation work around the globe. Uh, they're going to have new characters on the Disney River Cruise, uh, River Character Cruises, which is the Animal Kingdom's version of the character uh, caravans. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see any of those when we were there? The character caravans? The river ones. No. Yeah, I don't we, think so. I think we one went by we and I saw like the tail for, end of it. Uh, Flight of Passage. Yeah. We saw one. Uh, they're going to have some specialty uh, cupcakes. Um, won't go through the whole list. Uh, but they do have a honeybee cupcake and the sea turtle graham cracker cupcake. Super cute, but yeah. it's it's got basically like uh, they put together different gummy shapes to make uh, a turtle. But I think if you actually order this thing, it's going to look nothing like a turtle. Yeah, it's going to look like some five-year-old <laughs> threw a bunch of gummies on top of the cupcake. I think so, probably. Uh, you're also going to get a new Wilderness Explorer limited time Earth Day nature badge if you go Whoa. on a self-guided nature-themed challenge. Nice. So that is fun. Uh, there's going to be an Earth Day 2021 limited edition Tefiti Moana trading pin. Uh, and you can also support the Disney Conservation Fund by purchasing a cuddly plush inspired by the species that call Disney's Animal Kingdom home. Um, and then let's see, uh, meet the newest arrival. Uh, you can see Ranger, who is the white rhino calf we've talked about before. You can see the two young Maasai giraffe who were born. 
And you can check out the Nigerian dwarf goats that hang out at the warden's outpost. Right. Uh, there are going to be some specialty backgrounds uh, from the PhotoPass service, uh, as well as some magic shots, including an all-new photo opportunity. Uh, and Earth Day screensavers and Zoom backgrounds can be downloaded from the My Disney Experience PhotoPass gallery. That is free, even if you're not in the parks. You can nice. just log on to that and get those. And then beginning on April 2nd, uh, you can watch as artisans transform 40 tons of sand into a detailed sculpture celebrating National Geographic's Secrets of the Whales, which is an original series uh, that will begin streaming on Disney Plus on Earth Day. Uh, this uh, sculpture will be on the Discovery Island stage until April 30th. So it sounds like on April 1st, somebody's going to tromp across the Raya and the Last Dragon <laughs> sand right? sculpture that is there. And start over. And they're going to start over. <laughs> so uh, that is uh, that is all the Earth Day, Earth Month celebrations at Animal Kingdom. Okay. I think we just extended the length of the show by like five minutes I with that one story. I think that's true, yes. Yeah. Um, Disney is testing facial recognition as part of park entry. I can't wait to see people go crazy over this one because people went nuts with the fingerprint scanners. Yeah, I don't love any of it. Um, and then, of course, the fingerprint scanners are now not being used because of the whole COVID situation. Right. Um, but right now, as of today, Disney announced that new facial recognition technology is being tested for entry at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, this test is now active. It is completely uh, optional. And uh, they have a, a special line for it at the uh, – well, I, I keep wanting to say turnstiles – but they're not turnstiles anymore. They're touch points. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you get in this line, you can uh, go up to the uh, facial recognition reader. You can leave your mask on. However, you do have to remove hats and sunglasses. The screen will prompt you to scan your ticket or magic band, uh, and then it will capture an image of your face. But they don't actually keep an image of your face. That image is converted into a numeric code that is then tied to the ticket. Mm -hmm. So much like they're not capturing your fingerprint, mm -hmm. they're just capturing data points. Yeah, but you know what you can do with those data points? Rework them back into basically, you know, points of a face. Well, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't exactly know how biometrics works, but uh, I can spell it. And uh, <laughs> this is going to be a 30-day test. The length of the test is subject to change. Uh, like I said, participation is optional. Children under the age of 18 may participate, but they have to have the consent and be in the presence of their parent or guardian. Uh, this is all in an effort to speed up the uh, ticketing, you know, the, the entry process. If they're not so afraid of people, you know, messing with the tickets and trading them between people, it's fast. Right. Put your ticket in, move on. Yep. Like, it's not that hard. Yep. Uh, but, you know, they're trying to make sure that, you know, nobody cheats the system a little. So, you know, we get to jump through hoops. Exactly. Uh, so more bunting has been added to this, to Cinderella's castle over on the east side, which means that it can now be seen from Main Street. That's right. Uh, as part of the iridescent transformation for the 50th anniversary, the first piece of shimmering blue and gold decorative bunting was placed on the east side. Um, so now the bunting is on the east side, the west side, and some of the turrets. Um, and uh, this is the first uh, piece, as Cheryl mentioned, that can be seen from Main Street. It's the first side that comes around to the front of the castle. As you're looking at the castle, it is on the left side. Um, and, uh, you know, there are some very good views of the castle as you go around the back, if you don't mind looking at the uh, lift cranes that they have sitting down there in the moat as they're putting these up. Uh, but those will be gone very shortly. So... 
um, you know, it's uh, it, it just it pluses up the castle. It makes it look really nice. It does. Okay, um, and then our next story is about all the movement that's going on now that the confectionery has closed. That's right. Um, what used well. Bonjour Village and Gifts, which we know just underwent a refurbishment in the new Fantasyland, which is now like seven years old. So right. I, don't, I don't know why I still refer to it as the new Fantasyland. Um, but Bonjour Village and Gifts has reopened as the temporary Art of Disney location. Um, the Art of Disney used to be on Main Street in the uh, cinema. Uh, but the cinema has closed because they're going to move the candy store there. Because they are closing and refurbishing the confectionery, which is the bakery and candy store. Um, that is going to close on the 27th, but they needed to move out all of the art to the world, uh, to the Bonjour Village and Gifts, because they've got to move some candy. Now, the, the downside to this is uh, they will not be making right. any yeah, of the candy live uh, like they, they used to. Just prepackaged Yeah, stuff. it's just prepackaged uh, Rice Krispie Treats right. and... Popcorn. Okay, so the first stage of all this movement has has started with them um, opening Bonjour Gifts with the Art of Disney inside of there. Correct. All right. The last piece of supports for the Tron Light Cycle canopy have been installed. Yeah, that's that's exciting. Um, the final piece is in. Uh, they do have a couple of cross beams to put in, but the uh, the construction is complete. It's maybe like. It looks like maybe 25 feet of cross beams have so to go on. So two days ago, the story was that there was only one piece that had to be put on. Correct. Now today, two days later, the story is that the piece has been put on, but there's only cross beams left. Does that mean when we do our, uh, let's see, what's today? Today's Tuesday. This is our Wednesday show. Does that mean when we do our Friday show, we're going to be talking about how the, the rest of the cross beams were installed? I'm hoping that's the story <laughs> for Friday, because if you look at this picture... Yes. All that is left mm-hmm. is these cross beams here and cross beams here. It can't yeah. be more than 25 feet in total of cross beams. Right. So unless it's a union job, right. it should be done by our Friday update. But why do we care so much about the cross beams? No, because they support the canopy. You why can't do we start care about the canopy? Because once the canopy's up, the ride is that much closer to being open. Yeah. Woo. In 2022. Right. I mean, I feel like we've got a long way to go. This so, is uh, getting tedious. It is. But it's something to talk about. Uh, Cast member training has begun on the moving walkways for the people mover. That's right. Uh, You know, all of the casts have have to be, cast members have to be recertified. uh, On how to walk backwards. Because the ride has been closed for a year. Uh, You'd be amazed at how tough it is to walk backwards. (laughs) Um, But uh, it just gets us, uh, how many times have we said this now? I know. It gets us one step closer to the people mover opening. It's, It's one step forward and two steps back. On a backwards moving walkway. Right. <laughs> so does that mean they're two steps forward? Maybe. Yeah. You end up um, one step forward. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling hopeful and uh, I'm trying to maintain a positive outlook and I hope that this is open when I go in April. Yeah. Nice try. All right. Um, in Epcot, the third Harmonious Barge is now in the World Showcase Lagoon. That's right. This is the third... Uh, of the four barges. Uh, this is the third barge um, that is a taco barge, uh, as they call them, because they are shaped like a taco. Is this an official uh, it's, it's, term for it's it? Their, it's their nickname, the okay. taco barge. Okay. Now, if they were selling tacos on that barge, yeah, exactly. I would be ecstatic. Um, but the taco barge is in place. I'm sure the next step is going to be testing of the barge. Uh, 
Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's going to be these four barges around this gigantic center ring, and the center ring looks to be centered on the American Pavilion. But these these taco barges just block the view. Yeah, but they're going to be all pretty fountains when they're done. So uh, I hope so. Reserve judgment. And they better, they better just run those fountains. You know, yeah, day well, and they night, have to. and uh, make it look, look nice. Pretty. Right. Okay. Um, in Hollywood Studios, Disney Junior Play and Dine Character Breakfast has returned. Yes, they have reopened. Uh, it is no longer a buffet, right? Um, but uh, it is served family style. And uh, the big thing here is that uh, you get four characters during the course of your meal that will come through the restaurant and pause for photos. Uh, you cannot get up to meet them, but you can take photos from your table. And the characters that are in this meal now are Vampirina, Doc McStuffins, Goofy in his racing gear from Mickey's Moused Up, uh, Moused Up Adventures, and Fancy Nancy. Very fun. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's no more. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Handy Manny. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I guess I mean, he's out. He's these, passe. These, uh, the cool these, thing, though, is at the end of each meal, uh, yeah. every guest gets a card signed by all four characters. Oh, that's so nice, you do get you an autograph. Because you can't right. get individual autographs right. right now. Now, we've seen them do that before. When we went to go see uh, Meet and Greet with Olaf two years ago, they were giving out the little fans that had Olaf's autograph on them. And they've right. done that for a couple of other characters. And that. I think that kind of lessens the experience. Now, those were pre-COVID. Yeah. For pre-COVID, it was kind of lame. Right. Um, but right now, it's not so bad. I think part of that, though, is if the characters are taking the time to sit down and actually sign those, it's not such a big deal. Right. If they're computer generated. But when generated, we got the Olaf one, it was computer generated. What? Right. That's Who wants that? Right. Nobody wants that. If it's really, like, hand done, and, you know, you can and still you know put it's, it. you know it's not. Well, if it was, then you can put it in your scrapbook and feel good about it. If they're just printing the darn thing, right. you know, they're not giving you a discount on the meal. No. So they should really, these should be hand signed. I will not argue that fact with you. I don't know if they are or not, but we're guessing probably not. Um, in resort news, Disney's All-Star Movies Resort has reopened. Yay, and they are reopened with all sorts of physical distancing in place. Just they've got like the markers, else. they've got the signs. It's like every other uh, Disney resort. Yep. Uh, plenty of plexiglass. Uh, now, the nice thing here is it looks like they had time to install the plexiglass nicely. It's mm-hmm. not just kind of like jerry-rigged. Right. Uh, like it was in some of the other resorts initially. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, kudos to Disney. They've opened another resort. Um you know, and, and they're still doing recreational activities and their movies under the stars. And they're just, you know, they're, they're just asking people to social distance. So it's, uh, it's not, a, not a big deal. I just saw that at some of the resorts, they opened up um, like fishing. Okay. Like those, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. probably like the boat rentals. Right. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. So things are one more thing to do. That's good. Uh, Disney has updated the summer film release schedule. Yeah. That's big news. This is not good news at no. all. No, the news we cinema. knew was coming. So um, a couple, we talked about it. Didn't what? we talk about two days ago? Yes. When we talked about what how, did I say? Um, Bob Chapek had met with Bloomberg, mm-hmm. and in the interview, he said that uh, Black, Black Widow is going to be a game released. time decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, a game time decision is five weeks before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, he has now stated that uh, Black Widow is going to be moved from May seventh to July 9th, mm-hmm. 
And when it is released, it will be a simultaneous release on uh, big screens and Disney Plus premiere access. I think they have a much better shot of getting good numbers in the theaters by then. I, every, I do. Every couple of weeks that you wait, yep. your, your numbers get better and better. Yep. You know, once as people hit that, you know, um, two weeks after their final vaccination, they're comfortable to go places. And really, every week you wait. You yep. got more people who are willing to go out to the movies. So I, I don't think that's a bad move. I mean, I don't love it because, you know, it just means we have to wait longer. But, you know, from a um, revenue standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Right. So that was not the only move that was announced, but it was the biggest move. That was supposed to be the movie that kicked off the entire summer's mm-hmm. uh, blockbuster season. Um, but they've been moved to July. Now, Cruella will kick off Disney's summer okay. on May 28th. Um, also with a simultaneous release in theaters and premiere access. Okay. Uh, did I say that would be May 28th? Yes. Awesome. Pixar's Luca, which was <laughs> supposed to be a theatrical release this summer, mm-hmm. is going direct to Disney Plus okay. uh, for free, just like Soul did, huh. uh, on June 18th. Um, and in some, of the, and, uh, in some of the markets where Disney Plus is not yet available... Uh, the film will be released theatrically with premiere dates to be released uh, later. Mm-hmm. Um, but those aren't the only films that were moved. Um, Free Guy, which is the Ryan Reynolds movie about uh, him being the video game character, yep. has been moved to August 13th. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is a Marvel movie, uh, that was supposed to be released on July 9th. That gave, They, they took, took that slot for Black Widow. Right. That has now been moved to September 3rd. So we're going to get a Marvel movie in July, one in September, and one in November Mm -hmm. this year. Uh, The Kingsman is going to be released on December 22nd, which will put it in competition with West Side Story, which is a Disney Fox uh, release. Um, Kind of, if if you're going to see West Side Story, you're probably not going to see The Kingsman. Right. You know? Um, Deep Water will be released on January 14th of 2022, and Death on the Nile has been moved to February 11th of 2022. So this seems like a complete rehashing of exactly what was going on this time last year, where everything was getting moved out. You know, Mulan, right. all these these movies just getting moved out a little bit. The difference is, I hope, I think, things are getting better. We have the vaccine, so there is hope. So, you know, pushing these things now finally makes sense, whereas... Right. You know, we didn't know it last year, but last year it was just sort of useless to to be pushing things out, which we got, you know, the idea of it. By the time summer came, it was like, yeah, okay, this isn't, right, this we can stop pushing. Right. <laughs> like, you know, well, they're not, the, it's not going anywhere right now. The tough thing was, this is the the fourth time that Black Widow's been moved, mm. you know, and it's, it's very tough because this movie costs, you know, $150, $200 million to make. And then every ad campaign is another hundred to hundred and fifty million dollars. Right. So they've already gone through three, well, actually two advertising cycles. With the move to May, they said they weren't going to advertise anymore. Right. Because uh, I think it was originally November, and then they moved it to February, and then they moved it to May, and now they've moved it to July. You know, they've now got to make like six hundred million just to break even. It doesn't even make sense to advertise. People know the movie's out there. People are waiting for it to come out. When they fi- pick an actual release date. And they've stuck with it, you know, it's two weeks before the movie's coming out. Then you release your last set of like right. quick little, hey, it's actually coming out. Come see us in the theaters or on Disney Plus on such and such a day. Yep. So, uh, yeah, but it'll be nice when that finally comes out. Although I don't want to wish spring away because it is a great season. It is. Um, Unite Here 362 is a local union 
and they are local to Florida. They are pushing for Governor DeSantis to make tourism workers eligible for essential worker COVID vaccine priority. Yeah, they represent 9,000 Disney workers. Um, and they're saying that if tourism is essential to Florida's economy, then tourism workers are essential workers mm-hmm. um, because of their uh, close proximity to guests. Right. Uh, and in these loading areas and food service areas, uh, you know, they deserve to be a priority. Uh, and that is according to their president, Eric Clinton, who leads the uh, 362. Um, so, you know, I, I don't argue with that point. Um you know, the governor, Governor DeSantis says that um, the statewide eligibility age for getting the vaccine would drop to 50 this coming Monday, which is the, what, 28th? Sounds right. 20, 29th. Um, and then who knows when it's going to drop to 40. Yeah. You know, and I'd say a good majority of your theme park workers are in their 20s and 30s, although there are some older folks, but, you know make them a priority. I mean, they're probably in more contact with people than police and firemen. It's true. On a daily basis. Um, The reason in Connecticut we didn't do any kind of a um, phase by uh, essential workers or anything like that, like it was really, you got, it was healthcare workers and then they started with, you know, age. Yep. Um, And then working down the age thing, they just added teachers so any age teacher could go. But they did that for simplicity's sake. So there's no um, medical exceptions. Um, they haven't done essential worker exceptions. And it's allowed them to move a lot faster through things because there's a lot less paperwork to have to do. Uh, and I don't think it's a bad way to go. And the thing with the people in Florida who are working at these parks is if they're over 50, they can go get the vaccine now. Right. Not an issue. If they're under 50, well, I mean, if they're under 30, they don't have to worry that much about getting it. If they get it, it's not that big a deal. It's going to be that that next range, you know, those, you know, they're probably more like the 40 to 50 uh, range until the 40 becomes um, an age range that is covered. It's going to be a little bit probably uncomfortable for those people in that range to be working. Mm-hmm. But by the time you figure out, by the time you decide on it and pass it and it, everybody will be included anyway. It's, I, I think it's a lot of work for something that's just going to eventually happen anyway. Right. I find it interesting here that according to this article in Orange County, uh, the Orange County mayor lowered the actual age to 40 at the convention center a couple of times because they were not meeting their 3,000 shot a day capacity. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he said anybody that's 40 and over show up at the convention center. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing here. I mean, I think that they're doing a great job in Connecticut because they're, you know, they're, they're picking an age. They leave it open for two or three weeks, go on to the next age. If you really wanted it that bad, you've called up, you've made your appointment, you know, you had, um, you had a shot at it before the next group opens up, but you want to make sure you're filling all of these appointments. You don't ever want there to be an appointment that's going unused right. because, you know, you don't have enough uh, people in that age group who are, you know, clamoring for it. Yep. So. All right. Um, in Universal News, the Velocicoaster is coming along. You have some more updates about that? Uh, yes. The mist effects have been turned on. Oh, boy. So it is now misting um, as part of the testing of the summer uh, for the coaster. And the torches have been turned on during the day. Woohoo! So they are making progress to getting people. When is this uh, thing supposed the, to open? Uh, in the summer. Ugh. I can't wait. Yes. As they say, it is, uh, what is it, a new species of coaster. 
I mean, I don't care about. I, it's not that I can't wait because I want to go on it. It's I can't wait, so I don't have to talk about it. So it's over. It so it's like it's like the bunting on the castle or the the canopy. The canopy, definitely the canopy. The bunting, it's pretty. I like it, so I don't mind talking about the bunting because every time we talk about it, I get to see another picture of it, and I do like it. Okay. And then we have uh, last an update about cruising. Yes, it is not specifically about Disney cruising, but it is about the state of the cruise industry. So I think we might have mentioned last week that Royal Caribbean announced that they were going to resume sailing um, with some uh, Caribbean ports. Um, Now, they've released some more information. They're going to resume sailing in June of 2021. Um, Anyone over the age of 18 must be fully vaccinated. Younger travelers must produce negative COVID test results prior to the cruise. They're going to be doing seven-night sailings on the Adventure of the Seas, which was originally supposed to uh, uh, sail in Europe, uh, but they will now make their home port in Nassau. Okay. So in order to get on the cruise, you've got to fly to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cruise will sail from Nassau. It will uh, visit Cozumel, Grand Bahama Islands, and do a double dip at the Perfect Day at Coco Key, mm. which is their private Sounds island. Sounds lovely. Um, so uh, they canceled their, as I said, they canceled their European sailings. And they move them over to this Caribbean sailing. So um, it is hope that, you know, sailing will resume. Um, There's still a lot of work ahead of them. They've still got to, you know, get qualified and certified on the 84 CDC COVID protocols. Right. Um, But if they're looking to do that by June with at least one ship, I would expect that Disney can't be far behind. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So We'll see, we'll see. Things are finally starting to come around. They are. They are. And we knew it would. It just didn't, I didn't think it would take this long. (laughs) No one did. (laughs) No. Two weeks. That's all we need to knock it down. Two weeks. Right. Here we are a year and a year plus two weeks A year plus two weeks, weeks, yeah. Right. Uh, Well, that's it. Until Friday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.